Welcome to God is Open. I am your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we are going to be going over this online debate between Brian Wagner and basically pretty much every single Calvinist to ever live on this earth. <laughs> so this is funny. This is an online debate that's going on on our current Calvinist mainstream Facebook group. And Brian Wagner is an open theist. And they had invited him. You see here, I got this opening post by the admin. He says, Brian Wagner, did God know that you would be saved? Or is this just a possibility? This is funny. This, this admin thinks he's trying to make an actual concrete point. And, uh, and, and pay, pay attention. He's not asking for information. He thinks that this is a gotcha question. This admin, that's what he thinks about this. But this is what I'm doing with this. I'm not, I'm not going to this exact uh, Calvinist Facebook page. I'm not putting names of any individuals. So what I did is I downloaded the entire thread, converted it to this Word document, and replaced all the names of any individuals except for myself and Brian Wagner. And there's about uh, 25 to 30 participants on this thread. So it's Brian Wagner versus a ton of Calvinists, and my role in this is a third-party commentator. I don't actually debate open theism. I just comment on on what's going on in this debate because this is so 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 exactly what I've been talking about all the time on this program about how Calvinists think, how Calvinists debate, their mindset, their cult mentality, their their disdain for intellectual pursuits, their groupthink, their unwillingness to consider views which aren't their own, their tendency to just think that explaining their views is the same thing as proving their views are true. All of that is systematically illustrated in this debate. So as a third-party outsider, the person who was not actually doing the majority of the debating, this was a great thread to watch. All right, this is a Calvinist page. So all these people are diehard Calvinists. This page pretty much only entertains Calvinist views. They, they seem to allow some dissent, but you don't get very much on it. So these are, these are diehard Calvinists, and they swarmed Brian Wagner in mass. And Brian Wagner is an open theist. He's of the Greg Boyd variety, in which he believes in this dynamic omniscience, in which God knows all facts instantaneously as those facts become truths. Like something in the future is not a fact yet to be known, but as soon as that thing becomes a fact, God knows it. And that, that's God's omniscience. It's a dynamic omniscience. And so one part of this thread, it was really funny. So the Calvinists, they say, oh, omniscience, God knows all things. And that was like their response to Brian Wagner. They thought that they were making a material point that he would disagree with. And then he just says, yeah, I agree with that. God knows all things that uh, exist. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not seeing the disconnect. I'm not seeing how that means you're right and I'm wrong. This Calvinist, uh, to put this definition, he thought he had some sort of solid point that was going to destroy Brian Wagner. And Brian Wagner says, I agree with that definition. That's a good definition. That's what I believe. And it fits my view perfectly. This Calvinist gave his position... What he was throwing out there, he gave it zero thought. He didn't think through his position. He didn't think how other people would would look at that position, how other people would process that position, what that position logically entails. 
And that was one of the times that I actually intervened and I said that that this this is a funny thing that that uh, this definition is thrown out. The open theist agrees with it, and the Calvinist is is flabbergasted because he's he's so myopic. He's so focused on his own particular world that he can't see anything from a different perspective. And Brian Wagner is a good guy for this debate because because he does believe in these attributes of dynamic omniscience. So he defends these terms, these terms that these Calvinists are obsessed about, but he subverts their expectations of those terms, which forces these Calvinists to come at their terms from different angles and to be confronted with other people adopting those things, but in different ways. And they don't know how to respond. They've never dealt with this in their life. They, they are regulated to their talking points. It's so funny. Like uh, throughout college, I, I did a lot of abortion activism where you talk to people about abortion. They'd come to you with their trite little cliche phrases and you tear those phrases apart and they wouldn't know what to do. It's like they're surface level thinkers. They've never thought more than more than just surface level thinking about their views. It's like what, what constitutes a baby? What constitutes a human life? At what point are human lives valuable? And if uh, the conditions you're putting on that point, are they applicable to parallel scenarios? People have not given these things any thought. And so they're easy to dismantle. And then they just don't know how to respond from there. And that's what goes on systematically through this thread, as illustrated by the omniscience conversation. And one thing that's incredibly funny is people that say, you don't have any biblical evidence. And Brian Wagner, let's see if we can't find it here. Look at this. He posts a big block of text over and over and over with just a ton of verses <laughs> like like what what this looks like maybe a hundred verses so he posts about a hundred verses proving his, his beliefs and they keep saying over and over well after he's posted this he's he posted it three four five times this big block of proof text and they keep saying you have no verses what did, did are you paying attention are you are you tracking this conversation there's this huge block of evidence that I'm posting, we could deal with the evidence or you could just pretend it doesn't exist. It looks like you guys are just pretending it doesn't exist. And, and they don't put two and two together. They say, oh, all those verses don't mean what you want them to mean. Okay, let's go over the verses. Don't say I don't have any verses. I got a lot of verses, hundreds of verses that I post to you and you just ignore them. And then you keep on making this outrageous claim, Calvinist after Calvinist, that I don't have any verses. It's, it's delusional. It is delusional to see this in real time. And, and note, there's, there's over 25 Calvinists. There's a mix of uh, maybe 20 to 22 guys and about three girls. And uh, they all are the same uh, cookie-cutter Calvinist who knows only surface-level retorts, only surface-level defenses. And Brian Wagner comes back and he dismantles them one by one. And they don't know how to respond. And so what, what, what do you think they would respond with? If these guys are cultists, they're in their cult mentality, they are presented new information that they can't handle, how do you think their typical response is? Name-calling, doubling down, name-calling, uh, relying on logical fallacies to try to discount. So one guy, he's all mad at, he was, first of all, he was mad at Brian Wagner. He kept saying something like, oh, you're just, 
you're just uh, uh, downgrading God. You're making God man-centric, and it's heresy. You know <laughs> these these claims of heresy, these like emotional uh, non non-evidenced attacks on and Brian Wagner's position, and then he started throwing them at me too. It's like um, my position in this is I, I've been talking about which arguments of yours are fallacies and why they're fallacies. I've never staked a theological position in this entire thread. And this guy didn't know how to handle that because uh, he wants someone to attack, uh, someone based on who they are, on, on who that or what that person believes. And he doesn't know what to do with a third party who's critiquing arguments, who hasn't laid any position down in the thread. He wants someone to attack. So that's who these people are. They don't care about evidence. They don't care about points. They want to attack people. They want to use poisoning the well. They want to just try to discredit someone and, and call them names and therefore discredit the person's point rather than dealing with the actual argument. I'm just scrolling down, and this is a, gr <laughs> this is a great example. So Brian Wagner posts all these verses, and the guy, he eventually says, Great job calling scripture a lie. I'm sure your God, Satan, is proud of you. And then Brian Wagner is, of course, a little sarcastic. Wow, that's a real intelligent response dealing with the grammar and context of the verse. Thanks for the conversation. Readers of it will determine who is hiding or twisting the meaning of the text. So this was in relation to Revelation 17.8 about uh, the book of life. And Brian Wagner is talking about how how it's iterative, that, uh, that these being written from from creation is an ongoing process and the guy he just calls names as a result not dealing with brian wagner's arguments he can't deal with the arguments brian wagner is saying look at the verse uh this is what the verse probably means he doesn't even say uh you're wrong but he gives them this this alternate view and he does this throughout this thread he was invited to come speak on this thread about his views his name is in the opening post. His name is, uh, is thrown out there as someone who needs to defend his views. And note that the Calvinists, they can't respond to his views. All they can do is parrot their own views and just ignore his views. So does that prove, that's the thing Calvinists do. They think that describing their own views disproves someone else's views. And not, not at all. How you make a logical case for your view is you go over your evidence and explain why your evidence best fits your interpretation. You don't just assume interpretation. You don't just assume, quote-unquote, hermeneutics. You don't just assume your Calvinism onto the text. And that's what they do. They say, oh, you're reading that in a man-centric light. So they want to say, our view is the right view, and you have to read all these verses with our view in mind. Well, if this debate is about whether your view is true or not, you can't just assume your view is true. That's begging the question, begging the question. These guys, they're not rational thinkers, <laughs> and they think in this cult mentality. That's exactly what this is, and you see it over and over and over, how emotional these guys get, how, how mad this guy was that I wouldn't talk about who I was. All I wanted to talk about was the arguments, the forms of arguments, if arguments were valid or not, not even the theology behind it. And the guy was getting mad that I wasn't talking about myself. They want to talk about people, not ideas. Notice that anti-intellectualism. It's a systematic in Calvinism. So right out of the gates, 
the admin tries to call out Brian Wagner. Did God know that you'd be saved or was this just a possibility? What's going through this admin's head? Let, let's speculate a little bit. And you know, you know it's true. You know how these Calvinists operate. They, they want to think that if God didn't know Brian Wagner would exist, that would be so horrible for some sort of reason that's unexplained and, and supposed to be intuitive to us that would be like, oh no, God didn't know that someone would exist. Oh, that's so scary. Uh, but Brian Wagner, of course, believes in dynamic omniscience in which he believes that God knows all possible futures. And so here's what he, he talks about. He knew, God knew, he knew I was a possibility, that I would be saved as a possibility. I don't believe the premise. God has no idea what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, no one believes that, by the way. I do attempt to divine his omniscience according to the revelation of the scripture and not according to Neoplatonism. That's being generous. It's just old-fashioned Platonism is what the Calvinists are. So his understanding is infinite, and the past no longer exists, and the future does not exist. This is great that he's referencing these common Calvinist proof texts, because if he preemptively uses those proof texts when they, when they try to reference that, they're going to have to deal with what he, the groundwork that he's already laid down. So it's a good strategy for dealing with people to use their proof texts first, and then they're left explaining why their interpretation should be the preferred interpretation of those proof texts. Now, the future does not yet exist, for there is only one non-contradictory reality, and that is from his nature, and it's sequential. And it's Psalms 92, Revelation 4, 8. Therefore, his omniscience accords to the truth about reality. He knows, remembers the past perfectly, including all that's happened or could have happened. He knows the present perfectly, all the present exists in each moment of the present as it occurs, and he knows the future as it should actually be defined, as only exists perfectly in his mind, as partially determined and partially to be determined either by causation or permission. It is not known as completed in his mind, which is a false premise, but it, his infinite understanding encompasses all possibilities and still exists for his free will and sovereign will to interact with. The change in the character of his knowledge within his infinite understanding because things become known as past, caused, or permitted that once had been known as possible does not change the perfection of his knowledge. So he's using these Calvinist Bob's words, omniscience, perfection, infinite, and uh, so he's preempting this. And this is what triggers all sorts of people. He's, he goes on, a little tweaking of one's understanding of omniscience to be more biblical and not Neoplatonist might help. God knows the future, fully what man may and might do for things God has determined to permit to play out with free will. He knows only what will happen for the things he has predetermined to happen one way is illogical, contradictory to posit a knowledge of free will choice already determined and that will before that will is even created. So I'm going to kind of skip the rest. I'm going to go down. He posts the link to this Greg Void interview, and this sets off all sorts of Calvinists. Not one. Uh, they all refuse to watch the Greg Boyd nine minutes. And so they keep attacking uh, Brian Wagner, and he keeps redirecting them to the movie. He's like, you're going to interact with me nine minutes. It, it just takes nine minutes of your life to watch this video to kind of get a basic understanding of what you're dealing with here. You're not. And so because you don't understand who you're talking to, all your evidence and your verses and your proofs you're throwing out, that they don't apply. You're not thinking correctly when you throw them out. They're not proving that I'm wrong and you're right. You just, you're, you just don't understand where you're coming from. 
And so he keeps having to refer them back to this video, and they just refuse to watch it. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's this classic case where they're so ingrained in their own bubble that they refuse to even think about other people's positions. And then that, that's how they get on this thing where they don't disprove other people's positions. They just describe their own. And they think they won the debate when they just describe their own position. They don't even understand their opposition's opinion in order to uh, say whether or not their, their evidence is relevant to the debate, whether or not their evidence shows that they're right and their opposition is wrong. That's how ingrained these people are. So this, here's a girl. This video is terrible. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your constructive feedback. Oh, yeah, and that's what they'll do. They're like, oh, wow. That, oof, I can't believe this is what's going on. It's like, that, wow, perhaps God doesn't know the future. I've heard all the free willy stuff now. God's foreknowledge never talks about what person will do, but who the elect that he foreknew. And Brian Wagner, did you even watch the video linked above? The title doesn't do it justice. It was just made by the site Closer to the Truth. And the guy three, don't believe that. Heresy. Uh, see, they're, they're doubling down on their name calling. Don't believe something because of who says it. They care about people. They don't care about ideas. They're obsessed about uh, if if the right person says the, the thing that they like. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh, it's so anti-intellectual and so cultish. Cultish. When you care about people rather than ideas. The per, cult of personality. So here's this, uh, Revelation 17.8. Reve Revelation 17.8 clearly states we were chosen before time began. It's like, have you read your own proof text? Oh, oh, this is painful. This is painful. And that's where Brian Wagner starts talking about Revelation 17.8, what it means, what it can mean, what, what the, the wording allows. And then the guy just says, great job calling scripture a lie. So he just says, uh, you're... Your explanation of what's happening here, that means you're just saying that the Bible's lying to us. Is this intellectually honest? This this is disgusting. This is disgusting. Brian Wagner, more credit to this to this guy. He's dealing with imbeciles. He's dealing with idiots. These Calvinists who, who can't form a rational thought. They can't put two and two together to make four. And so uh, he's nice and... Uh, and he's nice to the guy. He says, okay, um, uh, we'll just uh, bless. He ends with blessings. That's the thing like Dana Losh does every time people curse her out on Twitter. She just says, God bless. It's funny. It's passive aggressive. I like it. It works. This guy. Here's the omniscient thing I'm talking about. Omniscient. Adjective. Knowing everything. The story is told by omniscient narrator. And Brian Wagner says, knowing everything as it truly is in reality, did you watch the video? The guy didn't watch the video. Knowing everything, this is a random girl that jumps in the conversation, knowing everything as it truly is, okay, that includes knowing absolutes. What point do you, do, does she think she's making? Does she think that she's refuting what Brian Wagner believes? Is this what's going through her head? So Brian Wagner just says, yeah. God, yes, whatever absolutely exists, God knows them. <laughs> he says, yeah, that's true. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. And this blows her world because uh, she thought that she's bringing all sorts of assumptions onto everything she's saying. 
and she's not proving her assumptions. And so he's able to agree with her statement, but since he's not importing her assumptions that she assumes without proving, since he doesn't import those same assumptions, he could say yes to the same phrases, the same definitions. This is absolutely brilliant. And so this is my first comment on the thread. Calvinist defines the term. It's, it's, this is funny because the Calvinist got to define the term to start with. And the Calvinist is going against an open theist. So you'd think that the Calvinist, if they're defining the term, they would take a definition of the term which would refute open theism. But the Calvinist gave it zero thought, zero intelligence into his choice of what he's trying to post to disprove an open theist. Zero thinking, zero thinking. So Calvinist defines the term. Open theist agrees with the definition. Calvinist gets mad that the open theist is not importing unstated assumptions. Oh, this is so funny. This is so funny. This guy responds. He thinks he's, he's, he's got a really good point, too. Open theists will say something like this. God knows all things that are knowable. Calvinists say God knows everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, um, yeah, God knows all things knowable. Uh, God knows everything. Uh, open theists, a lot of open theists, most open theists will say God knows everything as well. So I point out to him, I throw out a little counterfactual. No, note that I am not arguing in this conversation for the truth of open theism. We're just establishing word definitions. And we're just establishing modes of thinking. Does God know that I'm a purple unicorn? If not, then you're limiting God's omniscience in the same way that the open theist does. God does not know things that are not true. You need to work on your definition. And so Calvinists don't understand that they have a different definition of omniscience than the one that they're using. What they really want to be using is the Platonic definition of omniscience, where omniscience is internally generated in God, eternal and unchanging. But they, they don't understand their own position that well in order to make that case. And so they use the common definitions, which the open theists can readily agree to, and then they're confused because they don't understand their own position. And they don't understand why it's not working. Their definitions are not working to prove their points. And, and note, a word definitions is the lowest form of thinking. If, if you're believing things based on a definition of word, like, oh, God has to be omniscient. And because we define the word like this, that means that's what God has to be. Reality doesn't magically just reflect the definition of a word. It's, it's a very low form of thinking. Brian Wagner entertains this. He goes through and, and he talks to him and, and he, he'll actually talk about what these definitions of these different words are. Oh man, it to me it sounds like just a huge waste of time. Except for in the fact that you could show the Calvinist through the, their arguments, their assumptions that they're bringing to their arguments. Which, which that well, that's a better point to be pulling out here is just tearing down their assumptions, making them try to actually evidence why it is they believe what they believe. The girl, she responds, open theists are exhausting. <laughs> this is where I become a little bit snarky. Why don't open theists just think in our presuppositions? It would make things much easier. <laughs> and so then this guy five comes out of the woodwork. He starts wanting to ask if I'm an open theist. It doesn't matter. Did anything I say depend on who I am as a person? Who I am as a person 
is not particularly interesting to me even. Uh, ideas matter. Um, and my, my point in this thread was talking about arguments, flow of arguments, looking at things from alternative perspectives. I made no points about open theism being true or not true. And this guy wants to draw out of me if I'm an open theist or not. And I, I'm not going to entertain that. So it's, I'm not going to sidetrack the whole debate to get on an unrelated topic that I'm not even there to talk about. And I've never made any statements. So the guy just gets mad at me. There's, there's a big back and forth where the guy's just like, rah, 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 rah. why don't you tell me, tell me. It doesn't matter. Find a statement of mine that you disagree with, and we could talk about that. Right? <laughs> don't just uh, try to attack me for something that I didn't say or some position that you think I, I hold that I've never said. If you have a problem with me, pull out the actual problem. Just... <laughs> Oh, these people. Oh, they're they're bad. These people, they want to attack people, not ideas. Very low-level thinking. Low-level thinking is what. So I deal with this guy. I just say, yeah, I'm here to observe. And he's like, you're not observing. You're making commentary. Yeah, my commentary is observations. And it's not laying down the truth of any positions. I'm just evaluating arguments is what I'm doing. Let's go back up here. So how about this? Wow, one thing Brian H. Wagner, no scripture to back his claim. And it's putting God limited to time and not being omniscient. I don't know we added our two cents to the cross, waiting on your might-be scriptures. I guess the gift is not a gift until we, humanity, add our two cents of accepting the gift. What kind of logic and reasoning is that? Is that, is that it seems to me just pure emoting. He doesn't have any factual evidence. He doesn't have any scriptures that he's appealing to. And he completely missed Brian Wagner. <laughs> Brian Wagner, he's, he's funny. He says this. He says, I guess you missed looking at the scriptures. You just asked for above. So it was this guy. This, this guy's our, my guy number one. So that was the first guy. So he's already posted the list of scriptures to this guy. And he says, uh, here they are again. Maybe you can interact with them. Thanks. And then he posts all, all the scriptures again. Oh, it's so funny. Wow, you're really reaching on those, Brian Wagner. <laughs> They're like, who are we dealing with? We're doing, we're doing with idiot kids. Idiot kids is who Brian Wagner's. He's, he's a patient guy. He says, others can decide if God speaks clearly about his thoughts in the process of his word or if Neoplatonism's view that his mind is limited and locked into one set future forever is what he's trying to say in his word. So Brian Wagner is handling this expertly. He's, he's not being belligerent and he's refocusing the individual to what matters, the text of the Bible, and he's, he's not backing down from this. The guy when did humanity change from none seeking God to all think about God? And this is another strategy of the Calvinists. They don't want to deal with your actual arguments. They would always rather argue about something else that's not really germane to your point at hand. Proof text trumping is a form of this phenomena where you'll say something like, oh, God repents here in Genesis. And then they'll try to say, oh, over here says God doesn't change. It's like that doesn't that doesn't answer what we're talking about over here. Just because that's over there and says that doesn't magically make this stuff disappear. Does it? You need to deal with this actual evidence that I've been presenting. 
And, and we could go get sidetracked into your nonsense that you think trumps this. And guess what? This is not going to mean what you think it means. But deal with my actual arguments. Don't sidetrack, uh, derail the conversation to talk about something else that you would rather talk about rather than the evidence I just presented. You're ignoring my evidence. You are ignoring the evidence because you're not a rational thinker and you don't know how to function in a debate. Scrolling down, here's the admin again. King David wrote this. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed from me, when yet there was none of them. And so they're, they're still ignoring all his proof texts. Brian Wagner explained his position. He defined omniscience. He gave him a ton of proof texts to talk about his view. And then they're doing this thing that, uh, oh, look at this over here. Huh? What do you say about this? And then another person will jump in. What do you say about this? And Brian Wagner will have an instant, intelligent response. And, and the main thing that happens throughout this entire thread is the Calvinists, they're just, they don't know how to respond. So a lot of these people are, are one post hit and runs where they post something, they're instantly refuted, and then crickets. Oh, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Brian Wagner, of course, he, he instantly responds to the, the Psalms about uh, being formed in the womb. But let's find what it happens to be, because that's funny too. Right here, the admin goes into this ca common Calvinist tactic of quoting Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. And he, let, let's read this guy. God will not fit in your humanistic box. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are than your thoughts. It's like this guy thinks that this verse means he's right and Brian Wagner's wrong. He thinks that by just appealing to Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, that just magically makes the admin right and Brian Wagner wrong. And I think it's Neil Short. He puts it in one of his blog posts where he says, uh, the common debate rule, you, you guess, is whoever appeals to Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 first, they're the ones who win. Because that verse just means I'm right and you're wrong. And that's how it's used. So I say, how does Isaiah 55, this is me talking in, in the thread, how does Isaiah 55 mean that you're right and Brian is wrong? <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of non sequitur here. The admin, he says, to posit two contradictory realities or even two realities is illogical when considering the meaning of the word reality in mind that is imposing human logic on God. So Brian Wagner, he responds with laughing at this admin because the admin was the one who introduced these terms about two realities. And he says, you're the one who said two realities. And he's laughing at this admin. This admin is just out of his mind, refuting the his, the terms that he introduces to the con, to the the conversation, the concepts he he's the one advocating, and and then and pretending like Brian Wagner was the one imposing these terms. And Brian Wagner says, "And God is infinite, and that's the issue. Reality is infinite sequence." So I follow up again. I say, "So let's pretend here. There's a guy named Sam. I'm I'm going to pose a hypothetical." It's going to be a parallel to illustrate a concept. <laughs> and this is where things get pretty funny, at least in my world. This is good. And I say, and then he says that even though the Bible says that by faith you are saved, that God will condemn everyone to hell. You respond, I'm talking to the admin, you respond that that would be contrary to what the text says. Sam responds, 
For the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8-9. There are two realities, and therefore he is right and you are wrong. A proof text that can be used for anything to defend anyone's position is not a good proof text. The admin says this, I don't believe it's wise or prudent to subjugate what God does to human logic as a matter of principle. To get to open theism, you have to do that a lot. I say, okay, all right. So Sam, going back to the hypothetical, who thinks God is condemning everyone to hell in our hypothetical, even the elect would say, and then I, I quote the exact thing that Admin says, because it's funny, because it's mocking him, saying that you're not even thinking through your arguments. Anyone could say the things you're saying uh, for any position. It's not a good argument. It's a very stupid argument. So, I do not believe his wise or prudence to subjugate to what God does to human logic as a matter of principle. To get to anyone being saved, you have to do that a lot. Uh, the admin, I think the admin eventually realizes his complete lack of rationality, so he quits the conversation. He quits this thread. But he has a little lackey that takes over that uh, also gets owned pretty bad. Sam's view that the elect are going to hell is equally congruent with your argument. You can't argue against him. He has used Isaiah 55 first, so he wins. So the guy number nine, we're up to guy nine in this conversation. He says, you're making a very ridiculous analogy. Apples and oranges, very disingenuous. And so this, this is another strategy that they do. They, they have criticisms, but they're not specific with their criticisms. That means they don't actually have criticisms. They're liars. They, they understand that there's a parallel. They don't want to address it. And they think they could just do this a thing where they just dismiss it out of hand without addressing. I respond to this guy. I notice, guy nine, that you do not break down why it is a bad analogy, which means you don't actually have a real reason. The admin tried to argue that he was right and Brian H. Wagner was wrong because Brian was thinking in human terms. The claim is that Brian is looking at texts and not reading them with a special knowledge that somehow exists because Isaiah 55 somehow indicates this special spiritual knowledge exists and the admin has access to it. The Isaiah 55 password passage nowhere says the admin has special access to this knowledge, even if the passage was about God having a special way of thinking. Contextually, it doesn't have anything to do with that. The same special pleading fallacy, and that's what this is, can be applied to anything. Brian might as well claim that the admin is reading the text through human eyes, applying human Platonism onto the text. Brian could claim he has access to the true meaning, citing Isaiah 55 against the admin. Literally, Isaiah 55, 8-9 can be used to claim any position. Whoever cites the verse first wins. Special pleading fallacy. And then the guy... <laughs> The guy was so strong about condemning me for having a bad analogy. I break it down. I explain why it's a good analogy and crickets. He, he shuts up. He, he's been exposed. He, the, uh, these Calvinists, are, they're so infantile in their thinking. They can't rationally think through why it is that they're making their claims. And they can't think through logical reading skills. I kept pointing out on this thread a different fallacy, various fallacies, that other Calvinists were making, and they got really mad. And so one guy, he's just like, well, you're the heretic fallacy. Oh, great, the heretic fallacy. Okay, that sounds like you're now making an ad hominem fallacy that anyone you declare as a heretic is now somehow wrong. 
They only think in fallacies. They only think in groupthink. They only think in these little platitudes, these little uh, surface-level thinking. They don't even think about their arguments before they make them. They don't consider what their opponents believe. And so they can't even argue against their opponents. They, they're shot down instantly, and they can't respond. They don't give any thought to their position. This is systematic, and this is why I loved this thread so very much. It was, it was a great thread to follow through and read. And Brian Wagner was a great open theist advocate because he's well-studied, he's knowledgeable, he's very generous and kind, and uh, they can't respond to him. And he shot them all down instantly. It was a slaughter. It was a 55, or not 55, and 25 people against Brian Wagner. Brian Wagner beat them all. These Galvinists, this is, this is the level of their thinking. It's not scholarly. You could try to find this thread if you want to. I'm not going to tell you which Calvinist page it was on. You guys could probably guess which Calvinist page it's on. You're, you could probably go find the thread yourself and read the thread yourself, but but I'm not going to do that because uh, I don't know if these these groups want. I'm, I'm only on this Calvinist page to observe, to see what Calvinists believe, and I use this Calvinist page to query Calvinists to get Calvinist popular opinion, like, like which systematic theology text is the best? And they came back with that uh, Abovnik one. I say, do you guys understand simplicity? And half of the Calvinists, they they've never, they don't know what simplicity is. They don't know the doctrine of simplicity. They don't know their own theology. And so this is a great web page for engaging popular Calvinist thought and opinion. And so I had resolved very early not to argue with them about real things, not, not argue about, with them about my views. There was a debate on that simplicity thread where I was just trying to explain the Calvinist doctrine of simplicity, what it is. And, oh man, the, the fact that I could get a, in a debate with Calvinists and I'm the one taking the Calvinist position explaining simplicity and they're the ones taking the non-Calvinist positions it's like, okay, all right, this is who we're dealing with. This is who we're dealing with. But kudos to Brian Wagner. He slaughtered them all. It was fantastic. And it illustrated all sorts of things we're talking about on this program previously. Go look at our, our Calvinist Always Lie, how Calvinists are the social justice warriors. These are the, the third wave feminists who have nothing but these trite little sayings, and they, they don't think rationally about any of their arguments. They, they can't interact with statistics and data. They could only think in, in calling people names. They, they can't think rationally. Uh, go look at our, our podcast on the cult of Calvinism, how Calvinism is a cult. Their, their mind control, their, their, their cult of personality, their vine for status, their signaling. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's bad. If you have any questions or comments on this podcast, uh, throw it on the YouTube page. Throw it on maybe uh, godisopenquestions at gmail.com. Start a thread on our Facebook group. Thank you for listening. Music.